are Locked On Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski. And I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. All of your gambling needs in one place right now with the latest news in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right. It is time. It is time to actually play football for the Green Bay Packers. They kick it off against the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday afternoon. And let us start. We will get to some questions later. But let us start with the injuries. We know that Al Nazard is doubtful. We know that Elton Jenkins and David Bakhtiari are questionable. We'll get into that in just a second. And we know that Big Bob Tunyon is off the injury report. He is off the injury report altogether. So that means he is as good to go as you can be. Let's start, though, with Al Nazar. This is the more surprising of the injury news, I think. We talked about it this week. He needed a chance to go on Friday to have a chance to be able to play on Sunday. Did not get that green light. He was asked what he needs to do to play and told some reporters that the answer was pray. That seems suboptimal. It doesn't look like Green Bay Packers presumed wide receiver one is going to be able to play in their first game. When you lose the wide receiver one, the best receiver in football in the offseason, and the guy who is going to replace him is not going to be able to play in what is essentially a critical week one NFC North matchup on the road when you have offensive line questions, that's a, that's a pretty big deal. Now, can the return of Big Bob Tunyon offset some of that? I think it can. Can the fact that Romeo Dobbs has looked so good in camp help offset that? I think it can. Can Christian Watson, given more opportunities, um, who Aaron Rodgers has said nice things about, unlike a lot of rookie receivers of recent vintage, could that help? Of course it could. I think the game plan, though, doesn't change very much because you're not going to build a passing game around Alan Lazard. You're just not. He's He is... And I have said this for a long time. He is capable of doing a lot more in this offense than he was asked to do in terms of being more of the focal point of this offense. But we heard Matt LaFleur say it. We heard Aaron Rodgers say it. The structure of the offense, the plays, the concepts, the ideology, it's not going to change. Everything that this offense is, is something it has already been. So if, if that's the case, then I don't know why it would change again then if Alan Lazard is not out there. Now, does that um, affect the quality of the receivers that are on the field? Yeah. 
but it also changes the potential uh, um, geometry of the field. I almost said chemistry, and that like is half right. And then I almost said geography, and that's also half right. Uh, it's geometry because let's say they have Randall Cobb in the slot, the 11 personnel, three receiver set, and you put Romeo Dobbs out there with Sammy Watkins. It was going to be Lazard with Sammy Watkins. Well, none of those guys at this point in their career really takes the top off a of defense, really stretches a defense over the top, right? It's not going to strike fear in the heart of these two high defenses. And Minnesota is implementing this, this too high Ed Donatel, Vic Fangio kind of scheme. I'm sure we're going to see a lot of that spinning down, Harrison Smith spinning down into the box, trying to rob the middle of the field, trying to cut crossers, trying to help and run support, doing a lot of the things that, that we've seen some of these two high safeties that do a lot of the spinning down are able to do. And Harrison Smith is one of the best players at his position and has been for a long time. But when you have Christian 4-3 speed Watson out there, or you have Romeo Dobbs 4-4 speed, one of the fastest players at the senior bowl as measured by miles per hour, Dobbs out there, it just changes the way the defenses have to be ready for you. They can't fly down on play action because if they do, you're going over the top. And if that's the case, then that opens up the run game. If you have to play those two safeties back and you're the Packers, you can attack underneath. You can attack with the run game and you can attack with the underneath passing game. And then you make those safeties tackle. And Lewis Seen, the first round pick, is not out there starting. So you have an unproven safety next to Harrison Smith. Everyone say hello to my toddler who you can hear in the background. Hi, Theo. Um, and <laughs> he's a guest star on today's show. Uh, and so having those guys out there, even though, and I said this the other day on Twitter, this is not a fast secondary. Cam Dantzler was a four, six guy. Forget what his fake video pro day says. Not a fast corner. Patrick Peterson at this point in his career, not the elite athlete he once was. Harrison Smith is still a very instinctive player, but not the elite athlete he once was. And the linebackers, look, the, the linebackers are, are pretty fast. Eric Hendricks, one of the best players in the league at his position. But, you know, and, and plays instinctively enough that it sort of doesn't matter that he's not a burner corner. But Shannon Sullivan, not elite speed in the slot. Cameron Bynum is the, the starter there. He's a fourth round pick um, from, from a year ago. And has not shown that that he is much of anything. He was a four, five, eight guy coming out of college. If you have speed and you can push down the field, then that takes a lot of pressure off your run game. And it takes a lot of pressure off the underneath passing game because those safeties have to stay deep. They have to stay back. And having more opportunities to get Christian Watson on the field and Romeo Dobbs on the field in that way, is a positive for your spacing. Is it a positive for the, the guys that, that are out there necessarily in terms of pure quality? Maybe we'll see. I think Alan Lazard is better than those guys. Sammy Watkins is going to play enough that, you know, we'll see what happens. Sammy Watkins, according to Aaron Rodgers, looks great out there. So that's something to at least keep in mind. Rodgers does not just gas up nobody's. 
I, I think that we should be accept, expect a pretty heavy workload from him early on. He was, he got a heavy workload in Baltimore last year and was, and was productive. Now let's look at the offensive line part of this. David Bakhtiari didn't practice today. And that was seen as essentially a death blow to his chances of playing on Sunday. But then when Matt LaFleur was asked about it, he said, we'd seen enough. We'd seen everything we needed to see from David Bakhtiari. He's moving great. That's enough. Didn't say he was going to play, said he was going to be officially questionable. Okay, so my, my ears sort of perked up when I heard that. And then I remembered something that Matt LaFleur had said. I'm doing the Brian Windhorse fingers for those of you who can see me on YouTube. Um, he said earlier in the week, he knows, he knows who the starters are already. Which is to say, this was not a test. This week was not a test. He said that on Monday or Tuesday. So he was not going to use this week to test these guys' readiness to play. That they knew going into the week who was going to be ready and who wasn't going to be. I think that's an important thing to know. And those two things go together. If they'd seen enough of David Bakhtiari and... The Packers knew on Monday or Tuesday who was going to be the guy. I think that's a good sign. I know that a lot of you listening right now and watching right now are doing the, the Jeremy Renner meme, don't give me hope. And I get that. It's been, I think, 20, 20 21 months since David Bakhtiari had ACL surgery. And so at this point, I, I think the Matt LaFleur approach of, um, uh, of no timelines is better than than anything else we're just going to see. But here's the other thing. I think if Yash Nyman is out there, I wouldn't say it's not that big a deal. But the ability for Nyman, he went to San Francisco and played in a hostile environment against Nick Bosa and those guys. He went into Cincinnati and played Trey Hendrickson and, and a really good defensive front for the Cincinnati Bengals. He faced the Pittsburgh Steelers with TJ Watt. Now, TJ Watt coming off injuries, but faced those guys. That's a really good front and held up. So if you have Elton Jenkins out there, that to me is the most important position to get back. Yes, David Bakhtiari is much better than Yash Nyman, but Elton Jenkins being back isn't just about Elton Jenkins. Elton Jenkins being back means he's playing right tackle, which is a huge upgrade over what we've seen. Now, we don't know. Royce, Royce Newman played solid at tackle in the preseason. Um, I think Zach Tom could do it if asked. Yash Nyman spent some time at right tackle this week, apparently, which is interesting. So maybe they end up going with Elton Jenkins at left tackle and Nyman at right tackle. And that's, and that's how they handle this so they can keep Royce Newman at right guard. That would make some sense to me. That, that might be the way that you try and get your best five on the field if you're trying to put guys in the best position that they can be in. But Elton Jenkins being out there means he is playing at a spot where he is clearly the best player on the roster for that job. And it allows the Packers to play with the guy at the right guard position who is in their opinion, at least right now, the best player at that spot too. Elton Jenkins not playing means not only does Royce Newman have to move over, you make your right guard spot worse. You make your right tackle spot worse. If David Bakhtiari can't play, you're just bringing in the backup. And so you're not affecting the rest of the line. If Ellen Jenkins can go, you keep continuity because 
you have Newman, who's been there at right guard with Josh Myers, who I think is going to take a step and, and become one of those like top tier guys this year. And then you have, you, you, you have Elton Jenkins. It's really helpful to have Elton Jenkins. So I, I think we have to, we have to um, balance all these. And we also have to balance it with expectations. We don't know at this point what the situation is with these players, the, the, the ACL guys. We don't know how close they actually are. We're just reading tea leaves at this point. And I think you can make the case, and Ryan Wood made it, and I've seen it made elsewhere. Just who cares? Sit him. Aaron Rodgers is not going to get his head taken off. He's He, you know, yes, it is the Vikings, but it's one of those weird things where you, you want to give your team the best chance to win, but you also have to understand you, you don't want to risk it if you don't have to. The flip side of that is healthy players play. Jacob Westendorf had that tweet, our buddy. And if Ellen Jenkins is cleared to go, he should play. If David Bakhtiari is cleared to go, he should play. Big Bob Tunyon is playing because he's cleared to go. He's cleared to go. So he's going to play. That's what football players get paid to do. And so they should do it. All right, we're going to talk more about this matchup and what the Green Bay Packers can expect for the Minnesota Vikings. But before we do that, let's talk about our friends at LinkedIn. As you gear up for the fall, you need the right people for your team to help your small businesses fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million People. Simple tools like screening questions make it easier to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. Sorry, you can't hit skip ahead on that uh, when we're live. <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit more about um, Big Bob Tunyon. Because one of the things that the Packers did last year when Elton Jenkins was hurt, and we saw this in the 49ers game, for example, they went to those empty looks. And you had Tunyon chip release, and it allowed them for a lot of Aaron Rodgers to see where everyone was, see where the potential pressure is coming from. I think that's a little bit a different kind of defense than what the Packers are going to face with Ed Donatel. I don't think Ed Donatel is going to be as multiple, as disguising as D'Amico Ryans. I think D'Amico Ryans, frankly, is one of the best defensive coaches in the league. And I, I just don't think Ed Donatel is. I think we talked about this with Luke Braun yesterday on, on our crossover edition. There's just such a big gap between Ed Donatel and Mike Zimmer. And the stat that I used to describe that was they were 29th in pass rush win rate last year, but sixth in pressure rate and top 10 in adjusted sack rate because Mike Zimmer is a wizard. Ed Donatel is not going to be scheming up these crazy blitzes to confuse the Packers offensive line. So if you go spread, chip release, if you need help, on, on Yash Nyman, and you're you're forcing the defense to declare. 
Riders can read it out. You get the ball quickly. The problem with that approach this year versus last year is there's no Devontae Adams. So under the old circumstances, you had Devontae Adams to just win quickly for you and you could get the ball out. Now, a lot of what they did to get the ball out to Devontae Adams was built-in RPO looks. So not out of empty, but out of spread for you have four out and one in the backfield out of whatever personnel you want to run it out of. You can either hand it or throw that little outlet screen, receiver screen to the trip side or this or the two receiver side. Christian Watson is the perfect guy to do that with. You can do that with Randall Cobb. You can do that with Sammy Watkins. You can do that with Romeo Dobbs. You can do that with Amari Rodgers. I think we're going to see more jet. Go back to 2020 and that first game in Minnesota. Now, again, Devontae Adams, awesome in that game. But the Matt LaFleur was in his bag. In his bag. Jet sweeps. End arounds. He had uh, running multiple running back screens. Had the, the classic play-action boot concepts. All of the LaFleur staple stuff that we thought Aaron Rodgers was just not going to want to do. And Aaron Rodgers was convinced to do it. And guess what? He went on to have an MVP season, arguably his best season, at least since 2011. I think he was better in 20 than in 14. And I think he was better in 20 than 21, for sure. How do they push this forward? Well, I think we talked about this with Dusty last weekend. The 21 personnel thing is going to be a big deal. And I think someone like Big Bob Tunyon is also going to be a big deal. More than more that 12 personnel where you can keep Mercedes Lewis in as a blocker. And now it's play action. You've got Tunyon. He looks spry. He looks explosive. And he was the most reliable tight end in the league in 2020. He wasn't the most explosive. He wasn't the best. But he was the most reliable. The numbers on him in 2020 are absurd. He was targeted 59 times. In 2020, that's not a ton, 59 times. He caught 52 passes. That's an 80, (laughs) that's an 88% catch rate. That is preposterous. So just the 11 touchdowns, like let's not even count them. Let's just put them aside for now because a lot of that was schemed up red zone stuff, which they can do again, by the way. 88% catch rate. If you throw it in his area, he is going to make the catch. And Matt LaFleur has proven he is so good at putting together schemed open looks for his tight end that I think Tunyon can be a big part of the solution for this Packers team. You want to play big, 12. You want to play big, 21. I think we're going to see a lot of those RPO looks where it's either hand the ball to A.J. Dillon on that inside zone or it's throw the swing to Aaron Jones. I think we're going to see a, a game plan that is very reminiscent of the Rams game from the 2020 playoffs where you run, you run, you run, quick pass, quick pass, try and move the sticks. And then if it's not there, secondary playmaker tries to go out Aaron Rodgers and do something off script like he did at the end of the first half has the big play to Tunyon who gets open on a second reaction play. That's a guy who knows how to do stuff when the pocket breaks down for Aaron Rodgers. Randall Cobb, same thing. Sammy Watkins, veteran, same thing. 
It's going to be a relatively conservative game with shot plays built in after they've established that they're going to run the ball. Now, can you stay disciplined safeties, Cameron Bynum, if that is your real name? Can you stay disciplined? Can they use Harrison Smith's aggressiveness against him in a scheme like this? And it's just one of those, it's just one of those things. <laughs> oh man. Um, it's just one of those things for the Packers that I think they they know what this looks like. They know what the approach can be. And Aaron Rodgers just has to be the guy who's distributing the ball. Just find the open guys. I think we're, you're going to see those shot, those play action shot plays. We saw them with Jordan Love in that Saints game because this that Saints team they play a lot of two man, too high. Like we're going to see the Vikings play a very similar approach. Okay, here are the shot plays that can attack that quarter's coverage. We've seen it. The Saints when Alan Lazard was the number one receiver in 2020, or was that 2019? We've seen them able to do this against these teams that want to play these two high match coverages, and. They've seen it every day in practice. So for the Packers, they know what to put together offensively. Aaron Rodgers, the one thing is he just has to play in rhythm. And without Devontae Adams in his career, with under Matt LaFleur, that's what he's done. He's just thrown to guys. Like there was a play, I know this is going to seem like a bit. He threw one of the most incredible throws from that 2019 season that no one remembers. He makes a throw on third down to Jake Kumro on a, on a corner route. That was just preposterous. It was preposterous. And I think it like, yes, it's Jake Kumro. Okay. He trusts him. I think he trusts Sammy Watkins. I think he trusts Romeo Dobbs. We know he trusts Randall Cobb. We know he trusts Aaron Jones. We know he trusts big Bob Tunyon. So he, he has, he doesn't have the high end talent, but he has the rapport, I think, to get the most out of these guys because he's not going to be in the situation where he's just like, Screw it. I'm going to do nothing. I'm going to just try and do um, Rogers stuff. I don't think that is where his mindset is at this point in his career. I, I don't think we have to worry about his mindset really that much. He knows what he has to do to win. And, and we saw it. We saw it in 2019. We saw it in 2020. And we saw it at times last year. It's play within the system, throw it to the open guy. Run the ball effectively, which I think they're going to be able to do, especially if Elton Jenkins can play. And play action over the top. We're going to see five, six, eight, ten play action shot plays. And it's going to be touchdown to check down. If the deep guy's not open underneath, live to fight another day. And try and, and, try and just matriculate down the field. That's what these teams are going to make the Packers do. It's what they did last year. They have to find a way to do it without Devontae Adams. So here is their first opportunity to do it. All right, we're going to finish up here in just a second. Before we do, let's talk about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening weeks. Bet Online is also your continued source for all of your sports wagering info, including live betting, esports, and scores the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, Boxing, Golf. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. And thanks for making Locked on Packers your first listen every 
day. We so appreciate you. Now go make your second list in the Ultimate Pro Football Preview, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, that's me, plus the betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into the Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. All right, we've got some comments. I got a new system here, so the comments the comments can go up much easier. Dobbs going off 136 touchdowns, two touch or 136 yards, two touchdowns. I love it. I love it. Uh, this is this is a game where, and I've been saying this all all not even just all week. I would say all month. Over the course of the year, the Packers need Romeo Dobbs and or Christian Watson to make one play a week. One play a week. Now I think they're going to get a chance to make a lot more than that this week because Alan Lazard is not out there. But that's what they're going to need because Aaron Jones is going to be Aaron Jones. A.J. Dillon is going to be A.J. Dillon. Big Bob Tunyon is going to be Big Bob Tunyon. Mercedes Lewis is going to be Mercedes Lewis. And Aaron Rodgers is going to be Aaron freaking Rodgers. The offensive line, if it's not totally healthy, healthy this week, will be by week three, week four. Now, can they stay healthy? Big question, especially in the recovery of David Bakhtiari, who's you know dealing with a long-term injury here. But then... All you're wondering about is the big plays. And the the stat that I saw that I that I tweeted is over the last two seasons, Marquez Valdez Scantling led the league in explosives. Marquez Valdez Scantling led the league in explosives. Now, part of that is Devontae Adams taking attention, and part of that is just Quez winning one-on-one on the outside. I mean, there have been plenty of times you look at the Vikings game. Or excuse me, well, the Vikings game also too last year had that 75-yard touchdown to get the Packers back in it. The Buccaneers game, that wasn't because the defense was paying so much attention to Devontae Adams. He was just winning, getting open. The Jaguars touchdown from a couple years ago, big play touchdown. The Bears 2019, the first play of the game. Or one of the first plays. I think the first play of the game against the Bears that season, he dropped, but had the big 50-yard play that set up the first points of the game for the Packers. It wasn't Devontae Adams. That was play action. That was run action. So you have to be able to credibly run the ball, which the Packers are going to do. They're going to come downhill at this Vikings team. They're going to run right at Zedaria Smith. Make him make tackles. Make him tackle A.J. Dillon. Elton Jenkins versus Big Z is going to be a fun matchup to watch. The Alan Lazard thing changes my, my view of this game a little bit, but so does the fact that I think David Bakhtiari and, and or Alan Jenkins, one of those two is going to play. I think Jenkins is most likely to play. I think it's better than a coin flip Jenkins plays and about a coin flip that Bakhtiari plays. Tunyon being back is a, is a, a deal, a real thing. And so as a result, I am picking the Packers and that has not changed. I think now more like 27, 21. I think they cover. It's like one, one and a half. I think a field goal is about right, but I think that the injury difference and the continuity difference makes this about a touchdown game. 27, 21 Packers is my final. I believe that means the under. I have to double check that. But I think the Packers get the win. They go into Chicago. They take care of business. Although I will say I am very much prepared for the Packers to lose this game and then go hard on their Super Bowl odds the following week when they go to like 15 to one. Like we know week one does, is, is not a big deal. And if none of the guys play, if, if Lazard, Bakhtiari and Jenkins all don't play, or if like they play and look like diminished versions of themselves, 
it's probably not going to be that big a deal because the rest of the schedule breaks so nicely for them that it's more about how they're playing in November, December, January. Now, that this is not excuse making to say, oh, well, if they lose, it's not a big deal. No, it's going to be a, a big deal. Their their game, 538, has this great um, ranking. They use ELO, but then they also put like competitiveness score and important score. This was by far the most important game of the week for playoff implications. It, like, it had an important score over 90. This is a huge game for playoff positioning for the Packers and the Vikings. It has huge implications in the NFC North. This is a big game and losing it would be bad. It would suck. But I still think the Packers can and would comfortably win the NFC North, even if they lose this game, which is why I understand some people, even if it's not my position, why some people would say it's okay if they rest some of these guys, even if they're ready to go. Not into that. If they're ready to go, they should play. I can't wait to see them play. And this should be a fun game. All right, we're going to be back next week. Um, recap on Wednesday, live after the game Sunday. Podcast will go in your feed on Monday morning. But it will be on YouTube first. We will be live on here after the game. So come hang out with us. It's going to be a good time um, because the Packers are going to win. The Packers are going to win. So check us out on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. And then follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775. Today, Locked on Packers.